plenty of clients to go around. I say this a lot, there's plenty of sick clients to go around. There's plenty of people out there that are sick. Just look down the street. This is not a competition, right? We're not competing with each other in this room. We're trying to build a community and grow together. I think there's plenty, plenty to have if we all work together versus try to do it our own way individually. Why are we doing this? Well, there's 23 CrossFit affiliates, not to mention all the other micro gym, boutique fitness studios, and everything else. I believe there's strength in numbers, and it's worth staying open. Even if they have one member, that's somebody who's hopefully uh, moving that sickness, wellness, fitness continuum, right? They're slowly coming from either sick or well, and they're moving towards that fitness, creating that hedge against the um, metabolic diseases that, that plague our, our society. Welcome to the RVA Affiliate Collective Podcast, where we share stories around the business of fitness and other things going on in the local RVA fitness community. Give us a follow on Instagram at RVA Affiliate Collective. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Collective Podcast. I'm here with Hallie of Durham Honor Therapy. This is the second time, so we're glad to have you back. And uh, I understand that you have some specific topics you want to kind of deep dive into. Necessity is the mother of invention, Joe. And it turns out that I needed exactly what I've invented. I did not know what to do. I had injured my back in a CrossFit gym. I had gone to physical therapist. I had gotten dry needling done. I had like a 12 week session with a chiropractor, did everything I knew how to do to get out of this physical pain. But there was also another emotional pain that came along with this injury and it was being separated from my CrossFit gym, from my family, from the people who supported my health and fitness goals. I was completely alienated from them because they did not know how to help me fix my back. So <laughs> after I rehabbed my own back, got trained in myofascial release, healed my back, got it strong again, um, I decided this is what I wanted to do for people. And it's not just for CrossFitters, but it's for any kind of athlete or person who wants to get back to doing what is meaningful to them. And because I CrossFit and I'm passionate about it, that's kind of who I tend to, to attract. So... Um, there really was an opportunity there when I hurt my back that I would never have realized initially. Um, so I started looking at what, what else was missing from the market and there's nutrition and there's recovery. And basically in a group setting, it's very, very difficult to really help people with their individual recovery needs. So that is what I do. If I had had somebody like me to say, okay, this is how you injured your back. Instead of my chiropractor and my physical therapist who were telling me not to do CrossFit anymore, if somebody had been there to hold my hand to help me stay with my CrossFit family and to rehab properly, you would think I'd be able to do that for myself, but I think I was just so involved in my own <laughs> injury that I wasn't able to do that um, until I kind of took a breath, figured out how to rehab myself. But um, so there are a couple things missing that you cannot get in a group 
class. And that's what I provide. I help be people get moving again. Um, they don't have to be injured. People who exercise at this level have aches and pains. It's just part of it. So I get them to move well again. I help them learn how to have more balanced strength. Um, I help them how to gain skill once they have you know, good nutrition, good recovery profile, their strength is balanced. Then we can start working on getting skills, which I love. That's what has always kept me interested in CrossFit is the next skill, chasing that next skill. So I want to keep people in their home gyms. I want to keep them in there with their fitness families because I think that's so important. It's such a primal need that we all have to have that community. So that is what I do here at Duramater Therapy. Awesome. Yeah. So coming in, you mentioned that Sometimes aches and pains are just kind of part of it, right? What's the difference or how do you really know the difference between aches and pains? I just need to take a day off or maybe do a couple stretches or something versus maybe I need more help. Yeah, I think sometimes that's hard for CrossFitters in particular. We don't have any trouble with work ethic. We sometimes overdo it. Um, so I, I educate basically everybody that comes in here to DBG CrossFit and everybody that comes in here to Duramater Therapy on how injury happens in the gym and what they can do to increase their capacity. Um, and I do this by actually drawing a graph for them that I learned in one of my trainings that I think is just a great way to have conversations, not only with yourself, but with your coaches about where you are on any given day. So we have your 100% capacity. That is where you are in pain. That is me picking up that 100 pound D ball that I had no business picking up, right? So above 100 is pain, below 100, you're doing just fine. Um, so your capacity is 100. When you just wake up in the morning, you, you're gonna have some aches and pains, okay? But you also have like anatomical stuff maybe, like stuff that's old injuries, um, like maybe you played softball, you have a torn labrum. It's whatever you can point to on your body and say, that really hurts me today. That's just an anatomical issue. And that's like 20% of your capacity just right there, like right when you wake up. Um, so what interests me is the part that we have a little more control over, and that's your recovery profile and understanding your functional diagnosis. So that's what occupational therapists do. We look at how people function. We would take out a goniometer, right? <laughs> this little measuring uh, tool and look to see if you had the ranges of motion to be able to do the things that were meaningful to you. Can you wash your own hair? Can you get yourself you know, out of the bathtub? These kinds of things. And then even an outpatient, I'd have people who were had rehab to the point where they were like, I really want you to get me back out on the golf course, or I really want to start flower arranging again. Can you help me be able to reach and grasp and that kind of thing? So when I took this training, the active life professionals, they were definitely speaking my language with the, the joint angle stuff. So um, basically we have a lot more influence on our capacity in the gym when we can harness our recovery profile and figure out how we move and how we can move better. So your recovery profile is like how much you're sleeping. It's so vital. I mean, that is when our bodies repair themselves when we're sleeping at night, how much protein you're getting and when you're getting it so that you can you know, build back up the muscle that you've torn down in your workout. Um, your hydration, 
is so, so, so important. So I help people, you know, very individually create good, healthy habits that work for them. And usually I do that by tying it to a habit that they already have that's successful. Um, and then <laughs> if you want to increase your capacity even more, that's when I start looking at how you move. And every athlete that comes into DBG CrossFit gets a free movement assessment. Um, and a lot of times when people are booking consults, that's how I get them to come in, is to kind of learn like, okay, so you have trouble with your squat. Um, you've been trying to squat deeply for years and years and years, and it hasn't been successful. Well, maybe it's because you don't have, you know, the range of motion with your dorsiflexion with your ankle. Or maybe that knee surgery that you had is, is going to always kind of limit your range there. But let's see what we can do um, to work around that. So it's very highly individualized. Um, and once you start to harness all of that, you can bring that pre-existing load down. And the way they explain this pre-existing load too is kind of interesting. So when people talk about that last rep that they did in the gym being why they got injured, that's kind of like saying it's the last tequila shot you took right. on the pub crawl, right? Because that it really is what it is. So you have all these things. You've got the anatomical issue. You've got your recovery profile, which may or may not be great. You've got your functional diagnosis with your you know, lack of mobility, flexibility, and imbalanced strength. Maybe you have left or right imbalanced strength, or maybe like your deadlift is just really, really poor compared to your squat, whatever it is. Um, so that's what you got. That's your pre-existing load. And then after a full day, a stressful day, perhaps at work, a, a commute, all of your home responsibilities, family responsibilities, all of that, then you finally get to your happy place. It's your gym. And you're so excited to be there, right? Like, I, that's like my favorite place to be. I socialize there. My friends are there. Um, all my support is there. So you're feeling good. That nagging back thing that you had from last week isn't bothering you at all. And you go and you get like 70% of your one rep max on your deadlift. And then, you know, all the movements you want to do are planned in the workout. But then you get to something overhead. Boom. You've hit your capacity. And you blame it on the last rep. But that's not why you're injured. It's not the last rep. It's all of the other things that need to be factored in. So that's what I educate people on. Because they really need to understand how to increase their capacity using this information. And um, so it's helpful once people come in here and learn this because then they can have conversations in their home gym with their coaches about what they need to be able to do, you know, 20 minutes before a workout to increase their flexibility or their mobility. And then they start to see huge gains in the gym once they harness that. So and it's, it's great. True. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're thinking like, you mentioned some things that are totally within their control, whether yeah. it's sleep, protein intake. Do you have general guidelines for those? Like how much sleep, how much protein generally should people be? Say someone knew nothing about it and they were just like, well, where should I start? Yeah, I'm really, really glad you asked me that question because one of the things we learned in graduate school was um, it was this book called The Intentional Relationship, right? So I, there is no blanket answer for everyone. And I think that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. It really is a very highly individualized thing. I know for myself, I really need eight, nine hours of sleep. Ideally, that's just how I've always been since I was a baby. But my, um, my husband needs very little. So, you know, it's really just having an intentional relationship with someone, meeting them where they are and 
really just bringing out what they probably already know about themselves and creating good habits to keep them healthy and safe in the gym and getting stronger and progressing because that's what we want to do. Interesting. Yeah. So it's very highly individualized. I mean, I know people like <laughs> they like a prepackaged plan, right? They want the keto or they want like we sure. need eight to nine hours or we need this many liters. Well, I think there's whatever. guidelines, right? Versus yeah. specific. So guidelines from what I'm, I know, it's like, you know, seven to 10 hours of sleep and, you yeah. know, 0.8 to one gram of protein for every pound of lean body mass. Right. And you kind of at least start there. Yeah. And I feel like for a lot of the general population that they're not even there. Right. And sometimes it's like, well, start there yeah. and then come in and get something individual. But if someone at home just wanted to like immediately action on something. Oh, immediate action. I mean, like just, just Somebody start, off right? the street. Like I really think what I would probably start with is hydration. Yeah. A lot of us are just walking around completely dehydrated all the time. And because I work with myofascial release and tissue, that is kind of like you can get so dehydrated that it's like your body becomes like, you know, that like ocean sponge that even when you put it in the water, it won't absorb. Right. It's like so dehydrated. Our tissues really yeah. do get that way. So um, hydration, I think, is number one. And then really eating whole foods, probably eating for a lot of us more than we are mm -hmm. eating, especially if you're working out this this much. Um, and more protein. Yeah. So. And hydration is important too, I think, because people drink a lot of fluids maybe, but, you know, I guess wine wouldn't be a good one, right, for hydration or something like alcohol, <laughs> right? Yeah, probably not the greatest thing. Um, mm. But definitely water and electrolytes. Um, yeah. If you're sweating a lot, uh, giving those muscles a little bit more mm -hmm. lubrication, I guess. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because um, I – I learned this in one of my trainings. Like I, I love going to trainings. I love incorporating what I learn. like pretty much immediately. Um, I've taken posture workshops, so I do that too. But anyway, the water, if you're just drinking straight up water, a lot of times it's not getting into your tissues because it needs a little bit of salt. That molecule yeah. carries it in. So that's I've why seen I, people put like pink salt in their yeah. water and so stuff. So I make yeah. soul water. Have you heard of that? So, no. <laughs> you <laughs> what take is that? Himalayan pink salt. Okay. You put a ton of it in a little mason jar and then you fill the mason jar up with water and it can live on your counter forever and ever. It's not going to like go bad. Right. But in your big jug of water that you, I know everybody is taking with them throughout the day, you just take a tablespoon of that soul water and pour it in okay. with your jug and you don't even taste it. Right. It's just there and it really does make a big big difference yeah because especially if you're going in and you're doing a an hour-long sweat session or something in the gym mm -hmm. you need some salt and i think population tends to be afraid of salt because of the strange high blood pressure uh, yeah. like correlation which isn't it's it's being shown to like not exist yeah it's like yeah, <laughs> if you have high blood pressure like you know maybe sodium could be an issue but yeah. usually it, it has no effect or it's like you know, five on the top number or something like it's yeah. very small. And so people are afraid of sodium, They're like low sodium, this low sodium, that and I'm thinking like, you do need salt. If you're yeah. sweating, your there's, body there's needs just it. There's so much fear out there yeah. about all kinds of like things that should be very simple. So I try and really make it simple for people and make it, um, easy for people. And it's very non-judgmental. If I have somebody come in here and they're like, I really don't love to cook, you know, I'm not going to, make them right. <laughs> learn how to cook. We're going to find a way so that they can get what they need um, and they don't feel stressed out about it. Gotcha. So, um, I guess the other thing that I wanted to talk about a little bit is um, 
Maybe I already did, I guess, is the athlete's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, I'm just trying to like walk through it. So we did general guidelines, kind of where we start, and then something more specific. Um, so looking up on this board, for those who might be watching on YouTube, I see <laughs> that I am nowhere near five and a half inches for ankle dorsiflexion. I'm at three. Oh, wow. And it's always been a struggle. And so I just thought that if we wanted to kind of play on, on, oh, on that, yeah. at like, okay, so sure. if I'm at three and it says probably should be at 5.5, I'm guessing. Yeah. What are you doing about it? Anything? I'm doing lots of um, standing on the edge of a plate, like okay, plates yeah. going all the way up and going all the way down. Yeah. And then doing lots of, you know, sitting in a squat, putting a kettlebell on one knee and That's then leaning good. over. Right. And it seems to help. Temporarily, but not when you say longevity. lots, like what is lots? Like before every session. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Are you I not can, seeing any improvement in it. I've I've been doing it focused probably for the last three weeks now. Oh, okay. And so maybe that's not long enough. Yeah, it's not long enough. Um, but I've I've noticed that like after a day, it's, it tends to go right back. And yeah. So I'm like, well, I depends. find myself opening it up every time and it doing distractions with the band. That I've been trying good. everything. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, you're doing all the right yeah, things. Or I... even pushing with my thumbs in the joint. Yeah. Like, to... Do you have injuries there? No. No. Just really big feet. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. But um, yeah, so I yeah. think ankles, if you have a lot of injuries, that can be difficult to get more range in there. Are you feeling the pinch in the front or the back? On my when right side, it's the front. On okay. the left side, it's the back. Okay. And it's more in the, the calf on okay. the left side. So okay. it's kind of different, I think. Yeah. So you may need to do yeah. different things on each foot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, actually, you might want to, after this, we can look at your dorsiflexion and see if it actually has gotten any better. I bet you haven't measured it since... Since December. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. But typically, like when I sell um, somebody my programming package, I never sell less than 12 weeks because the body just gotcha. takes that long to really make a change. So I'll just um, keep on driving forward. Just keep on just driving keep on forward. And, I mean, and it helps for my sessions. I just wish I, it wouldn't take so much effort. And I guess if I just stay with it, it'll yeah, get there. I think it is a mindset. So if you really, really want to focus in on that, then I've programmed for people that have been successful doing that and has definitely helped their squats. Um, so they just go in 20 minutes early. They do the stuff that I've programmed for them. It doesn't take very long at all. Um, and they're seeing improvement in about 12 weeks time. Oh, nice. If it's, I mean, it doesn't always just take 12 weeks. It sure. depends on, but I do focus first on flexibility um, because it doesn't matter how much you're going to focus on your skill or technique. If you don't have the flexibility, you're not going to be getting anywhere. So it's really about kind of finding the right treatment for the right issue. Right. Gotcha. So no amount of like passive mobilizations are going to fix a strength balance issue. Sure. Right. Sure. So you see people that have been coming in for years and years doing banded distractions yeah. <laughs> for their shoulders. Right. And it does like warm up their shoulders. It helps, some It yeah. helps a little bit, but a lot of times, and what you'll end up figuring out when you do a full assessment with me is that what you're really lacking is strength at that end range. Mm -hmm. So let's, Let's work on what we really need to work on. Makes I mean, if sense. You're, if you want to be a serious athlete and you want to continue to grow as an athlete, then you need to become conscious about what's really going on in your body at a joint angle mm -hmm. level. And, you know, I was never able to get that from a physical therapist. Um, they didn't really understand CrossFit. Um, they just figured that's the only reason why I was getting injured is because I was, you know, CrossFitting. So right. um, I, I think, think there's a fine line between like, 
finding a physical therapist that does CrossFit yeah. versus someone who doesn't <laughs> understand it and all they think is what they saw on TV and they think it's just just scary extreme sport. Yeah. Yeah, because I've, I've known people who've gone to like CrossFitting physical therapists and they've got a completely different yes. treatment plan. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> totally different. So, and I think that my clients really appreciate that because we can, we all love to talk about CrossFit. Sure. <laughs> Everybody knows that about yeah. us. Um, awesome. So they get individualized, they work on their program. What else would, would they do? Kind of like, I guess, going through that whole cycle of the athlete, building the capacity we talked about, right? Um, fixing things that are issues, whether it's joints or um, strength imbalances. Um, we talked about sleep, hydration, protein. What would be next, I guess, on the list? Um, well, I think if they're coming to me in pain, that's always the number one thing is okay. getting them out of pain. And I would say gotcha. most of my clients are coming to me because they're in some kind of pain. They're reactive so, instead of proactive, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I would love it if people would be kind of, and that is part of the 12-week program. That includes like coming to me for the soft tissue, which I think is absolutely oh, nice. indispensable. True healing in the body can't happen when we are when our parasympathetic nervous system is not activated. You really have to be in a nice, calm place to heal. Um, so we start with that, just getting them out of pain initially, showing them how to self-treat if they have an issue. Um, and then after that, that's when we do the movement assessment. We see if there's anything here you know, they all of a sudden become enlightened as to why they're having difficulty squatting in the gym or whatever it is, kipping, mm -hmm. running, you know, um, and then they are empowered, really, not only to be able to self-treat with the myofascial release in the gym, but to hone in on where they need to work to make the gains. So we have that. And then after that, once we kind of set the goals and they've reached those goals, that's when people are like, can you please help me get my handstand push up or oh, nice. right. So I've had trouble with this movement forever and ever because I didn't have the range. Can you help me? So again, the group classes are great, right? We all love them. They're so much fun. But I think what people need to realize is you can't get everything you need in a group class and sure. you need to be willing if, if you um, want to progress, sometimes you need a little one-on-one -on -one assistance and that's what I do. I know I got my ring muscle up because I, I went and paid a, a coach to help me kind of fine tune what I was doing yeah, um, and to give me a progression and homework. So, and, and often it's, they don't need to come, but like once or twice for a skill, cause I'll give them a progression. They do their homework and then they check back with me. So it's a continuum. <laughs> right. And then, you know, people that have tendonitis or whatever, when they flare up, they know they can come to me and I will listen, treat, teach them how to self-treat and then teach them how they can prevent it in the future. So and I think that's interesting with the skills because you can not only spot if they have some sort of limitation, right? And you can also help them with that versus like a coach says, oh, you don't seem to have the ankle flexibility to do this thing. Here's a, here's a template I found online, do this stuff, right? You have specialized knowledge in that so you can actually help them with their limitations. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, a coach doing that is like definitely part of their job and that's sure. great. But when you have somebody and you have that one-on-one -on -one intentional relationship with somebody holding you accountable. So when I program, it's online. Mm -hmm. So we're talking every single day Yeah, and I'm looking at your nutrition and I'm looking at your hydration and I'm looking at what you're doing in the gym or what you're not doing in the gym and getting your feedback daily. So I think that's what makes the difference is that I've been to graduate school 
you know, for this. And um, I bring that knowledge with me. Um, and I, I also coach CrossFit, so I get it. I yeah. get it. I can't do all of this in the class. Sure. Um, but we have we have coaches here. We have a coach that's a physical therapist. Nice. Um, we have me and an OT, and um, we are definitely looking at everybody that comes in here from a joint angle up. <laughs> so they all get a free movement assessment. Uh, and I think we're seeing people gaining skills quicker than they would otherwise. So. It's fun to see. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what else did I want to talk about? <laughs> I don't even remember now, Joe. We did the athlete's hierarchy of needs. We did how to stay safe and not injured in the gym. Um, do you have any questions for me? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Is well, there anything else you wanted to cover? Um, well, maybe. Um, I guess... Uh, the other piece of what I do really is help them track habits mm -hmm. and feel good about checking off those good habits every day. So that's something else that I bring to the table that you can't get in a group class. Sure. And I think that's important. Like with when you said even progressions and checking in with them, that's huge because chances are there's a lot of resources out there that they could probably use. Uh, but if they don't have anyone looking out and checking on them, then are they going to do it? Yeah, no, you know? literally like on the program that I use, I'm like, hello, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, sure, sure. Um, it's nice that you're holding them accountable because they know someone's going to be knocking on the door asking how they're doing versus like, I'm going to follow this thing. And if I don't do it today or tomorrow, no one's going to like yeah, and I think check in on me. By the time we're doing that, we've spent so much time together that our relationship is such that they're not afraid to tell me the right. truth. You know, but um, they know that we're in this together, like we're literally yeah. figuring it out together. And I truly do believe that everybody that comes to me, they all have what they need inside themselves. I just help to bring it out. Yeah, they help. need that accountability, right? Yeah. To help kind of drive them. Like you said, that intentional focus. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as you put some money down and someone's calling you, it's yes. amazing how quickly you start following. Right. I'm really <laughs> glad you brought up the money piece because a lot of times people don't realize that they can use their health savings account cards uh -huh. with me or their flexible spending account cards. There you so, go. Yeah, there's no need to be walking around hurting. Come on in and I'll do my fascial release with you and then teach you how to treat yourself so that um, you're not walking around with your aches and your pains. That's great. Yeah. Treat yourself in 2020. <laughs> Yes. Thank you, Joe. I think that's my tagline. Treat there yourself. You <laughs> awesome. Thanks, well, thanks Joe. so much for, for chatting with me. And uh, if people wanted to find you and, and talk to you about all this stuff we just went over. Yeah. Um, I probably, I guess I'm most active on Instagram. Okay. So it's at Duramater Therapy. And Duramater stands for Tough Mother. It's Latin for Tough Mother. Right. Uh, and then I have a Facebook page, which I'm not as active on. But um, if you want to learn about me, my website's probably the best way. And that's how people book with me. It's www.duramatertherapy.com. And I have my own clinic that's right next to DBG CrossFit on Gaskins Road, 3821 Gaskins Road. So... I think the way that I've found that's best to connect with new clients is when they book a free 20 minute consult call with me and then we can see if we're a good match to work together. So that's great. Yeah. That's really the best thing to do is just book your 20 minute consult call and we can chat. There you go. Yeah. Get a free chat with Hallie and see what she can do for you and 
see if she accepts you into her uh, family. <laughs> do you, you don't have to be a CrossFitter, right? No, but I do want to make sure that we are a good fit. Yeah. You know, that, and I'd, I prefer to work with people who have already invested in their health. And, sure. Um, but, uh, but certainly anybody can use what I have. So, and I've helped a lot of people make good changes already this year. So maybe you'll be one of them. That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the RVA Affiliate Collective Podcast. This is Joe Ellis. Be sure to follow us on iTunes and give us a subscribe. Also check us out on YouTube under the same name, RVA Affiliate Collective. Thank you. Have a good one.